Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. you to know me anymore <laughs> don't call me anything i hate being known i don't want to be known by you <laughs> i want to depart from your eyesight forget that you know me forget you know me and let me disappear why don't you <laughs> that's like me with people i just want out of my life yum i don't want to know you anymore i'm done knowing you i'm done knowing you and taking up space in your mind and heart <laughs> <laughs> keep my name off your lips Get my name out of that mouth of yours and come over here and kiss me. (laughs) Keep me out of your soul. Keep me out of your thoughts and my name out of your lips. (laughs) Do you look with teary eyes? Come over here. Banish me from your home. (laughs) Forget my name. Write me in the book of the dead and consider me gone. (laughs) Write me in that book. You know that book. You know, the journal you keep near your bedside table. That damned book. Let me see what's in there. (laughs) Before I go, let me see what you've written about me and let me see it. Turn it to page four. I know I'm blowing up on page four, aren't I? (laughs) I've read it before, but I want to see you read it out loud. Turn it to page four. I want to terrorize someone in just like a mid-Atlantic accent. Like go off on them. That's kind of urgent. Dream slash brand. Yeah. Bread and butter. 
I'd like a... F- <laughs> I'd like a Trenta, please. I'd like a Trenta, please. Don't look at me when you give it to me. Don't look at me when you give it to me. Look away when you give me that Trenta. Look away. I don't make eye contact. It's no shameful. No eye contact. I put glasses, cat eye glasses on and a little... Like that's me though scarf that is you right am mm-hmm. i i'm a woman from i'm a hollywood woman from the 40s with like you're carol yeah i am <laughs> you forgot you're your glove. out for a drive you put I your driving glove. gloves on yeah yeah i've come here for a poached egg <laughs> you tie your little head scarf on knot it right under the daintily under the chin i drive with the top down even though it's like 30 degrees you drive with the top down <laughs> to starbucks <laughs> and you pull in and I, when i when i have to hand over my card i go let me take these gloves off first it's always so cumbersome <laughs> they go finger by finger and they're like they're like excuse me ma'am can you- <laughs> <laughs> we're calling ma'am <laughs> ma'am i take offense to that <laughs> Just kidding, I don't. Call me Ms. Ms. O'Donnell. (laughs) (laughs) Why? You're new. You're cute. You must be new here. Where you from, kiddo? (laughs) They're like, the valley? (laughs) Formosa or Hermosa Beach? Hermosa. Hermosa. I've been there before. I used to take drives down there with the top down, (laughs) just riding through, getting my thoughts all in order. Wore my bathing suit into the surf. <laughs> Wore my one piece into the surf. <laughs> Just me and Hermosa Beach in a one in a one piece suit with like a swim cap on. With a swim cap, doing some light swimming calisthenics. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like you're pawing at the, you're not you're not actually swimming. You're pawing at the ocean. Yeah. <sighs> or like it looks like you're like rubbing your hand down like a wall. That's how you <laughs> swim. <laughs> my nana used to wear a bathing cap. Oh, I never understood the idea of a bathing cap because your hair still gets wet. Yeah, it's just a look. I was like, why would I want to make my head look smaller than it already does? Do you follow 401 Strange? No. On, I think it's it's what it's called. On Instagram? On Twitter. It's this, I'll find the right name and get everyone on board. It's called 41 Strange on Twitter. It's one of the best accounts I follow. It just is like... Like weird pictures in history and like oh, weird yeah. trends and like strange. 41 like strange. Natural occurrences. Like right now I'm looking at a 1920s full face swimming mask designed to protect you from the sun. And it is the most horrifying thing in the world. It looks like a reptilian person. Yeah. It's a total reptile face with tiny little, tiny little mouth and tiny eye little eyes. Great. What great a great Twitter, follow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. My Nana used to... <clears throat> One of my last memories of my Nana was it was like a month before she died and we went to this beach that I grew up going to that she in Salem, Massachusetts, where she's from. Mm-hmm. And she used to go to it as a kid. And she like never when I was getting older, she never wanted to swim because she was just like didn't feel like going in. Yeah, that's how you get. She was glam. My Nana was always tan. She was she had brown hair till she died. Wow. And by the way, my sister and I well into our adulthood did not know that she dyed her hair so she had a really good like dye job no but my mom was like well nana dyed her hair and i was like taryn and i my sister and i looked at each other like what and we had no idea that like we just thought she had had brown hair i love that but she she i went for a swim and it was really cold and she went in with me 
And I was like, wow, Nana. And we like swam together and it was really sweet. And my mom said she was talking to my grampy and she was like, God, that's so nice to see mom and Carrie in the water. And he goes, don't kid yourself. She's got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a tinkle. Don't kid yourself. She's got a tinkle. <laughs> <laughs> don't flatter yourself. I'm just like really... I read this like article about Renee Zellweger in Vulture about her comeback as Judy I, I Garland. And I sent it to you because she... Renee is a real trip. Like, She's a Trenta girl. She is a full-blown Trenta girl. Through and through. So like... Can you fill me slash the readers in a little and like what was happening in the art? So is she, does she live in LA or is she, she lives in Topanga? She lives over like a ridge in Topanga with no cell phone service. What? Yeah. She was like the interview took place in Topanga, which was like a incredibly unlikely like scenario. Do you think she goes to the real inn? I don't know. I feel like she stays on the cliff. Like, she's just, like, haunts the cliffs of Topanga. Okay, what else? (laughs) And, like, apparently her texts, like, all her text exchanges with the author, because I guess they go way back and are, like, somewhat friendly. Her text exchanges are, like, written, like, staccato kind of poetry, but with, like, a mid-Atlantic flair to them. Like what? Like, ha! With, like, a, just, like, an exclamation point. All caps or just no, just like I gotta do pull they, up. Do they provide the text messages? They provide like yeah, transcripts of some of her text me- oh exchanges. Oh my god, I can't wait to read this. You are gonna die. It's just like she is one hundred percent a Trenta girl. Is she single? She is, I think, single. Whoa. She kind of alludes to like the interviewer asks her what makes like a gay icon because like at this point she is like a gay icon judy yeah and she is kind of alludes to the fact that like she and kenny chesney like he was gay and she was with him but doesn't like explicitly say that she's like gay icon What's I've that? I've been their girlfriends. I've been their boy. Like, just like kind of goes off. She speaks in She's like, like, I hang out with those fruits. Yeah. Like, she speaks. The way she speaks is very like Judy. Like, she's fully is Judy. And Wait. so we're going to just get like a period of Renee's yeah. life as like her as Judy. Wait, I didn't. I've totally forgot that she was married to Kenny Chesney. Married to Kenny Chesney. She dated like Matthew McConaughey at one point. She was engaged to Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you fill in the blank. You fill in the blank. <laughs> you try and fill in the blank on that one. But she she dated Matthew McConaughey, I know, because they did the Texas Chainsaw together. Yeah. And she was also in Dazed and Confused. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then oh, in, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then in Empire Records. Shit. And then got her big break in Jerry Maguire. Then she became like a Weinstein girl. And then like her biggest hits were with Weinstein Company. With Chicago Weinstein? Yeah. Blood money. So, and she kind of like top dances around like questions about like Weinstein and stuff. And she just like is alone a lot. I guess she just like wanted a quiet life. She like retreated from the spotlight yeah. to like gotta get away from that spot. Get her shit together. Town. But there was like a really good moment where she's like, it's like she realized that she needed to get her shit together when like she ran into her friend Salma Hayek at the airport, and Salma was like, "Every rose, not she was like, every rose only blooms for part of the year. 
if a rose blooms year round, it's made of plastic. And then that's when Renee had an aha moment. Like, Can you imagine? At LAX. Yeah, or some airport. <laughs> Salma, your dear friend Salma coming up to you. also in a to. cult, by the way. What do you mean? Did you know that? No. Salma Hayek is in a cult. What cult? Uh, I Allegedly in a cult. She's... I read something about it where... Oh my God, this is a crazy story. Sorry to take this. No, take it. She's apparently part of this like, kind of like a landmark type, you know, landmark. Yeah. Like kind of like a self-help, like spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. And there was some incident a few years ago where someone's dog was like decapitated or like, like as like a message or something or like someone, no, someone on Selma Hayek's, I have to pull this up. Okay. Salma is also a friend to many an animal. She like adopted an owl last year. What? Yeah. I put it on my Twitter because she had all these photos with like a baby owl that she adopted. What? Salma is like connected to nature in a way that most of us are not. Oh, her dog was found shot to death at her Washington State ranch. Her the dog named Mozart was found a week ago with a shot close to its heart. That's sad. She, so she lives up and like, she's kind of doing, I guess Renee is like taking her cues from her because she lives in the middle of nowhere. With her husband? I guess. Yeah, her like billionaire husband. Yeah. But, I thought she just like lived in Paris with her billionaire husband. I mean, good for her. God damn it. Yeah. But the police ruled it as justified. The, the dog slaying was justified, the police say. Whoa. According to Time Magazine. What um, group is she part of? I guess it maybe it was like trespassing or something. Um, hold on, let me look. Oh, the Ramtha. What? The Ramtha Ramthas I'm not listening, it's which I used to have, but it's a Ramthas school. Her and Linda Evangelista are in it, I think. The Ramtha School of Enlightenment? Yeah. In Yelm, Washington. Yelm. What is this? Um Become a Remarkable Life. <laughs> become a Remarkable this? Life? No, Linda Evans from Dynasty. Sorry, not Linda Evangelista. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> if everyone, if you just Google the Ramtha, yeah, you go to Ramtha.com and then there's just like a YouTube video front and center with a lady that's gonna tell you some shit. <laughs> and I'm like, it looks. Like, I'm like, uh. <laughs> let me see it again. She looks like Susie Orman or like Rachel Maddow. Yeah, she has like a very. She wants to be no nonsense, but to me, it reads as a lot of nonsense. Um, that. Most of the students are baby boomers who feel strong connection with Ramtha, a 35,000-year-old warrior spirit wow. that the leader claims to channel, whose name is Jay-Z Knight. Um, is that the woman? I don't know. The school has drawn its share of celebrities, inc- including Linda L. Evans and Salma Hayek. Uh, students say they've learned how to improve their lives, which teaches them mix of philosophy science history psychological self-help and paranormal activities whatever the fuck that means wow yeah that's jay-z the woman the woman iconic wait i'm obsessed with jay-z jay-z knight is a fierce blonde-haired i live for anyone who's like channeling <laughs> she's wearing like a, <laughs> she's, like a blazer yeah she looks like a she looks like a, a like a no nonsense businesswoman, which apparently she is. Should we watch some? Greetings, you Christs who have come. You have to. 
I'm seeing tons of women at this gathering. White women. Zen focus. We're going to see how great your focus is because we're going to make you manifest a reality with your mind. Okay. Can we pause for a second? Jay-Z Knight is also from New Mexico. So (laughs) she has like... She has like a a Greek... That's because she's... Is that because she's channeling Ramtha that she... Maybe. Southern Poverty Law Center has criticized Jay-Z Knight for homophobic, anti-Catholic, anti-Semitic racist rants. Knight lives in a 12,800 square foot French Chateau style home. And next door teaches courses and runs Ramp the School of Enlightenment. Should I go on? Yeah. Enlighten uh, me. What? Okay, so she thinks she's channeling Ramtha. Ramtha claims to have come from the continent of Lemuria and to have conquered Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. Um, the existence of the two locations is considered of legendary nature and neither has been found. Furthermore, the claim that Ramtha led an army of 2.5 million contradicts estimates of the world population at 33,000 BC... <laughs> And her claims of clairvoyant, telepathic, telekinetic, and other ESP abilities have been criticized. Oh, my God. Guys. Jay-Z is on to something. I love Uh, anyone that claims to channel anything. Wait. Oh, hold on. This guy, David McCarthy. This is all on her Wikipedia, so I'm not, like, making this up. (laughs) A Yelm, which is the best name in the world. Yelm. A Yelm resident and former student of the school between 1989 and 1996 is accused the school of being a cult. He later claims that he felt intimidated. He felt like mind control was being exerted. At one point, he he said this, at one point I was running around scared I was going to get eaten by the lizard people. Huh. So yeah, that's what Selma Hayek's up to. Anyway, sorry for that, guys. No, I love that. Wait, so let's get some event information. That video? Mm -hmm. You can attend a live event in person. Should we go? Or view an online stream from home. Look at her. Jay-Z's not fucking around. No. She's like a fierce, kind of like cat lady, cat looking. She's kind of like a Jocelyn Wilde and Steve. For sure. But not nowhere near as severe like before is my queen jocelyn what does it say well in order to like qualify for upcoming events you have to have like completed like a live or on-demand capstone event since 2014 so we have like we have to like do we have to like complete something to then unlock the level of being able to go to an event that's Which, smart. That makes me want to complete it. Translation, you have to spend a lot of money. Um, and then she... Oh, wow. She's all over the world. She has a, an event coming up this weekend, creating personal reality in Santiago, Chile. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another event going on. Oh, well, I guess... I don't know if she goes to these events, but there's another one in Acapulco. There's one in Spain and later in September in Argentina, Australia. So she's she gets around. She gets around. That money is... Jay-Z's on the move. Oh, so you have to... Oh, so there's some capstone events in October in Yelm. The capstone fall 2019 Yelm event. Yelm. Hashtag Yelm. <laughs> wow. So yeah, Salma Hayek's into her. Wow. <clears throat> Maybe Renee heard some 
some secondhand Jay-Z wisdom. I want to know more about Ramtha. He's 35,000 years old. Yeah, but I want to know, like, I'll bet there's, like, a Reddit forum of people that have gone to Ramtha events. If you or someone you know knows anything about the Ramtha school or has been to Yelm and has, (laughs) please let us know. Yeah, are you familiar with Yelm? Are you familiar with Ramtha? (laughs) Are you channeling Ramtha? Weigh in. Do you know anything about Atlantis or Lumeria? (laughs) I have a deck of spirit cards that was written by a woman who claims to be like channeling the Pleiades. Really? Yeah. Like all of them? Um, or like a specific one from a specific entity from the Pleiades. Whoa. Who like came through her and like wrote the cards. Did you feel something when you were with her? Mm, I've never met her, but I just like opened the book about her spirit cards when I was at like the gem store and I read like the first sentence was like, as you all know, like I am channeling so-and-so from the Pleiades. And I was like, I will take this. I need this, whatever it is. I mean, one please. <laughs> yeah. Any, any Check. channeling yeah. you've, you're speaking my language now. Some hike always has seemed so like, I mean, she's probably a lovely person. Mm-hmm. I've always appreciated her. Have you? Yeah. I love Salma. What's not to love. Is she an Oscar winner? I think for Frida. That's tight. Anyway, so what else happens in this article? Sorry for God, I'm sorry I took us down that. Um, Actually, no, I'm not. No, I'm not sorry <laughs> at all. I'm really happy I got to know what Jay Z Knight looks like. Yeah, and I'm excited to learn more. Like, go down a total K hole of like Ramtha School of Enlightenment. There's a gay porn star named JJ Knight, mm-hmm. and so when I first saw her name, I was like. <laughs> Oh my god. So what else did the article say? Um, It just said, uh, you know, like Renee is excited about her comeback. She like did a lot of voice training. She like really is Judy in this movie and like she went full method. Yeah, she went, she goes full method and then it describes like, it's like Renee realized after Salma told her that Mm -hmm. in the airport, Renee really had like a let's step back from the spotlight and like she figured out that she was depressed and like really tried to dedicate time to like getting her shit together. That's cool. And the author recounts all the times that they've met Renee. And every time is like Renee is like shivering or like so thin, like clutching like a little cup of soup or like eating steamed spinach. Like it was just like, wow, Renee is a fragile bird. Does she like, and like she holds like a mug with two hands she holds a mug with two hands and like wears a puffy coat and uggs and is just like like just like oh my god in between like can't be well and i was like that is what i imagine her to be perfectly so renee do you remember white oleander yeah i never watched that oh you would specifically you would love that movie Mm -hmm. it's Michelle Pfeiffer and Allie Loman, Allison Loman, who like, where the hell is she? Oh been? yeah, whoa! She had a moment and then she was gone. She was gone forever. <laughs> She's she went to Yelm. She is in Yelm. <laughs> no. She's channeling. She plays. Oh, I I can't. It's basically like a girl going around to different foster homes, and mm-hmm. like one of them's Robin Wright, one of them's Renee Zellweger, one of them's this Russian woman. But Renee Zellweger's character in that movie is like really sweet, but like super fragile and like bipolar, and like she just played it so well and like it, i'm not saying she's like that in real life but like just her fragility came off so much in that scene renee's a real she's an actor's actor yeah many people forget i was so pissed when i mean i was shocked but like i was like i, I felt really bad when like 
first I was confused when she debuted that face. Yeah, they kind of talk about that. She and she's also never really addressed what that was. Like she very much talks around it. And I understand like I mean that was jarring. That was jarring. But I, I felt that I felt maybe really... like bad Botox or something. Yeah, or like she wore her hair down and like it was I feel like it was something It was like a eye lift or something yeah, that was, was... Maybe it was an eye lift that then hadn't healed all the way. But then now in these photos in Vulture, she was looking like back to the Renee we all know and love. We want her to have that like... She's also 50. Yeah. But like that squint thing is like that's how... That's part of her charisma. I feel like though she did go through like a plastic surgery phase where things got like like iffy for a while. (laughs) Yeah, I felt I felt really like And then it kind of culminated in like Renee has like a whole new face and yeah. aura. I mean that was crazy. And then everyone lost their shit and so then she decided to go back to like the old Renee and now she's like back at the beginning. Sometimes, but like sometimes going back is the only way forward is to go back. Because like I feel like a lot of these people, men and women, mm-hmm. who are famous who like debuted a new face. They're like, they're like, they expect us, everyone to be like, shh, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's wild. Like, not that it's, it's none of our business until it's a weird gray area because like there is this thing now that people are like getting furious about online, like plastic surgery shaming where you're just supposed to let people like do whatever they want and and like they should be and then not like shame them for it which i totally believe like i'm all for i know you are i love plastic surgery you're what you're extremely fair about it there's also an element that's just like everyone has their own like plastic surgery ethos at the end of the day so for me i'm more of like a natural plastic surgery like yeah and then some people are wanting to look very extreme and then some people i guess don't want to look anything like themselves and that's kind of where renee fell into where it's like oh you want to like totally change like your very unique special features of your face to where you don't even look like you i mean it's it's like such a and that's kind of a weird area to be in when you're a famous person. Especially a woman. Like, and yeah, and a woman and known for looking a certain way. And you're over the age of 20. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Basically. I mean. But like, remember Jennifer Grey? She got a nose job and it killed her entire career. I know. It was the worst thing she could have ever done. She goes, she looked nothing like herself anymore. Kim Novak. Do you from like North Hitchcock movies? Oh, yeah. She was in North by Northwest um she did she change her face well no she like i remember she there was some like award so show a few years ago and she came out on stage to present something and she was really you know she's like in her 80s mm-hmm. and she just looked like she had very extreme plastic surgery it like looks like she's been touching her face for decades oh yeah and oh, everyone was like who is this woman like oh my god like and everyone was like first of all she's kim novak she was in north by northwest she's like Hollywood royalty. Mm-hmm. And then I think Julie Klausner, someone went like, like, fuck all of you. Like, this is what happened. This is like, she's a woman in her eighties in Hollywood. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like kind of like, saying, what like, are you going to do? What do you expect? Like she had no, ch- you know what I mean? It was like, she made like, I forget the tweet, but it was something like, 
everyone needs to go fuck off. Like this is a woman in her eighties in Hollywood. Yeah. And it was like so true. And it's also like if she's like coming out to <laughs> to like present something, like she feels cool about whatever's going on. Like otherwise she wouldn't be like coming out on stage to hang with Matthew McConaughey and like present an award. Yeah. So like if she's comfortable with it, I guess we just need to be comfortable. Yeah, that's true. And be like, hey, hey, she's, she's doing her. She's presenting it to us. Like, yeah. Like, would I get that kind of plastic surgery? Yeah. No. I guess what's shocking too is like, or what it's hard to understand sometimes is when people think their plastics, like, they must think it looks really good. And so they keep going with this idea. Like, Jocelyn Wildenstein is like the most like exaggerated that I can think of where it's like this woman wants to look like this, like goes out in public, enjoys looking like this, live your life. I don't wouldn't choose that for me. And I don't personally think it looks good, but like, who am I to say? It's not really true. It's like her face and her deal, but it's just like, I don't understand. But like I the, can't wrap my head around it because it just is like not my choice. So I yeah. guess I can't even say like because I I would say like at what point do you cross the line and then you're just like. Well, you like, look at those. You look at like the bar, like the Russian women who went on like Barbie, and like they make themselves have like they like enlarge their eyes and mm-hmm. like you know, and then that guy Justin something who like looks like. Like a Ken doll. Oh, the human Ken doll, yeah. Rodrigo Alvarez or yeah, whatever his I mean, name those, is. Those people, like, it's it's like almost like a. It's a ge- that feels like more of a game, a little bit. Yeah, and like definitely some kind of mental. But then also, it's like, well, I guess maybe he not. like loves it maybe and like he just thinks he looks loves great. It. Yeah, I maybe guess... he just like fucks hardcore, like fuck gets fucked all the time. He probably does. Yeah. Guys are into that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Some guys. I mean, Jocelyn Wallenstein like straight up has a boyfriend. Yeah, she she's like, like attacked him with scissors, and he's like, "I love this woman." <laughs> like they're just like together. A ride or die. They're fucking ride or die. She, he's younger, right? Yeah, I think so. God bless her. I mean, she's like still got it. Who I'm, I'm, I love like not to go in a different direction, but I love like an old Hollywood star presenting, and everyone's like all the younger people being like. Who is this? Mm-hmm. Like when Faye Dunaway came out to present Best Picture with Warren Beatty. <laughs> I mean, that was amazing. That was like We need more of that. Yeah, we need more just like I just jokes. need more Faye in general. Yeah, bring Faye back. Faye Give slaps Faye people. Give Faye a chance. Faye slaps people. She calls, I'm sorry, but if you're a woman in Hollywood, you deserve to like slap a lot of people. Yeah, she her gay assistant, she called him a little homosexual boy. Oh, by the way, the reader, sup reader... Morgan Kennedy Krause, whose Instagram is um, Stitch Open and Melt. <laughs> she made me that little homosexual boy. She stitched. Faye Dunaway is getting sued by her former assistant, who's gay, because she called him, apparently referred to him as a little homosexual boy. He's suing her for saying that Yeah, to him? like abuse. Okay. And Morgan, who's a fan of you and us, like when we do this stuff, mm-hmm. she sent me this amazing stitch cross stitch that says a little homosexual boy it framed that's beautiful and i want this like on my tombstone yeah but like 
Anyway, I just had to shout her out. That's she's, amazing. She's amazing. But Faye Dunaway slapping people. But yeah, I just want like that kind of, I want people to remember like these are the people that went through hell. Mm-hmm. Especially the women. Their Hollywood. face looks like that and their assistants look like that so that you can just be like making YouTube videos. Exactly. YouTube, Faye Dunaway s- marathoned. Mm-hmm. So Tana and Jake Paul could get married on YouTube. Yeah. Faye paved remember that. the way. So remember that. Faye Next slapped time you her way to the top. Pull up an old Emma Chamberlain video on YouTube. Just remember that Faye Dunaway has slapped thousands of people and verbally abused Stagehands. many a homosexual so that that could happen. And be grateful. The greatest... And then we'll and then we'll talk about GGs. and then we'll get into yeah. the greatest video of all time in regards to Faye Dunaway <laughs> is Betty Davis. I think it was her last appearance on Johnny Carson. Someone who's the guy who plays Mario in Sex in the City? Mario Cantone. Mario Cantone was on that. The guy who talks like this. Yeah, he was on that podcast. What's his name? Fucking. Anyway, I'm uh, the guy. Um, he was. He's like no, those commercials. Yeah. Oh, God, what's his name? He was the Iago in the original Lion King. In Aladdin. In Aladdin. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey, He was on, and he told this story, and then my friend sent it to me, and then I've just been obsessed with it. But Betty Davis was on Johnny Carson. I think it was her last appearance. She had just had a stroke, so, like, she was... But she was... God bless her. She was on it. She was wearing a little hat. I love that. And she... Johnny Carson said, Betty Davis, who wouldn't you work with? For a million dollars. Or no, who wouldn't you work with again that you've worked with? You've worked with every star you can imagine. Who is the one star you would never work with again? Without missing a beat, she goes, that I wouldn't work with again? And he goes, yes. And she goes, one million dollar Faye Dunaway. And then she <laughs> and everyone in the audience, and he was like, whoa, you didn't actually have to say that. Like I w- And she was like, no, I will tell you why. And she proceeds to tell this story about how she was doing a TV movie with Faye Dunaway she was on time. Betty Davis was on because she's a pro. She's mm-hmm. fucking pro since she was a kid. She was on time and they were waiting for hours. And she goes, and who were we waiting for but Miss Dunaway herself? <laughs> and she said, <laughs> she said the whole crew, everyone, all the cast, they were all waiting. Faye Dunaway was like hours late. So Betty got up and she goes, they're all, all the stage people were eating their little lunches that they provided to them. And she was like, they're all waiting for Faye. And then she tells how she went up and performed for them to keep them entertained. At <laughs> wow. her end. She did the song from uh, Baby Jane to entertain them because fucking Faye Dunaway was taking too long. And she just and she goes, any woman, any man or woman in Hollywood would tell you the exact same thing about Faye Dunaway. Like just does not care. Just fucking God. Oh, that's amazing. We need. We need. That's. Oh. We need honesty. We need raw honesty. But do you love it? Just this old, like this elderly, like Hollywood fucking legend, just being like, "Fucking, I'll tell you who I don't want to work with again." That <laughs> cretin. I love her too. Being like, I know what these people eating their lunch want to see. <laughs> Me sing a ditty, and then like <laughs> the daddy, the daddy. You know that song from Baby. Yeah, Lynch. I'm like, yeah, I would, I would want to see that, but also like, she's tap dancing al- for a meal. What alchemy? But like, what? That's a that's a pro that is a pro that's an entertainer at heart god anyway watch that video it's amazing tell us what you think of it okay let's get into the ghouls, the ghouls. Speaking, speaking of speaking of people that fade away needs to like slap 
yeah one by one i wish they would line up the gallery i wish we could go in a time capsule back to 2012 or whenever the show was line up all the gallery girls and then one by one face slaps them here we are what's wrong with you she's like eli klein gallery i see what a terrible place this is (sighs) awful awful all these white walls everywhere dirt in the floor over there did you have a cleaner dog bowl well speaking of eli we start out with maggie is getting after she's like me and eli had dinner the other night i thought th- i thought things were good for with us because he was nice to me he was nice to me and he that, wasn't nice to her at no dinner. he was like abusing her and like sexually <laughs> he was like being weird with her yeah it was a really awkward dinner he tried to get her blackout <laughs> he tried to get her blackout and like berated her man He's but really nice anyways <laughs> and then made her like like betray her man yeah by, like having a secret like inside joke yeah her. And they both like had like a sick, delightful meal together. Yeah. Where they both played their horrific roles that they've fallen to <laughs> around each other. You know those people that just like bring out the worst in you? Yeah. And like you're you have just like the sick sexual pleasure, but then you also just act like a fucking idiot around. I think it's like, they're they, like why am I like this around this person? You can't help it. That's I think them. Maggie and Eli Klein have been doing this for life's Years. lifetimes. Yeah, lifetimes. Different lifetimes. I'll bet if we asked my past life Pleiades. reader yeah she would confirm i've had pl- someone say that someone in my life was yeah from your, past your life. souls find each other again yeah. um so maggie's getting more bitch work liz is obviously not moving liz yeah liz is just like standing there watching and eli makes maggie count all the pebbles that are in these like really hideous bonsai tree sculptures and liz goes are you really making her doing that and he's like yeah and she goes that sucks and and Maggie's like, really, Eli? Like, do I have to do this? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, okay. So then you see Maggie going, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five. It's like Emily, <laughs> the exorcism of Emily Rose. It she's is like, really. One, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, <laughs> she just starts to whisper under yeah. her breath and then never stops. She's like, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60. And then Liz is like, whoa, that sucks. And he's like, want to go get a drink and food? And Liz is like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So they just like leave her there. It's like the end of the night and Maggie's stuck counting pebbles. While, in the basement. Well, <laughs> in the basement of Eli Klein Gallery where while he takes Liz for like a bite to eat. Yeah. And um, it's like respectful to Liz. Like they have like the opposite of whatever Maggie yeah. and Eli were having. Like, they have like the an appropriate before. boss intern yeah. dinner. I love Liz. She sends her Coke back. Because it tastes like dishwater detergent, which Amazing. I was like, yeah, incredible. And then she they have asks, like wedge, they have like wedge, a wedge salad with like, yeah, she like gets cheese. two appetizers, and then she asks Eli one question that prompting him to like give her his entire like oral history. Yeah, but I love that like the the way that like the gallery girls are is just like so very entitled because uh-huh. it's like. You would think that you would take your boss and like you'd want to know what their yeah what their history is Even and how they came yeah and you would listen and then be like okay like cool yeah. and she's like yeah I asked him one question and then he like wouldn't stop talking about China he, and then it's like boring and it's like, he's so like I lost count like, of I lost count of how many times he said China I was like okay well that's his job yeah like he owns like the premier like chinese contemporary art like gallery this episode so, like yeah he's obsessed with china this episode i felt 
well, we'll talk about it more, but Liz was a little place of Nunca in this episode. Liz definitely. She surprised. She I turned. Was, yeah, I forgot. I forgot about Liz at retreating to a place of Nunca. I was I was go, I was with her last episode and leading up to this point that we'll talk about. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's was enough like, for me. Sorry, Liz. So Claudia, Chantal and the EOC girls are like preparing for a trunk show that Chantal has spearheaded. Well, they've also, they're also installing a new artist. So I take it that their last like art show in the gallery space, which seems like three walls, didn't sell any paintings. They've moved on to a new artist. His name's Ethan. Ethan. And Claudia describes him as an abstract minimalist. What the fuck did that mean? I don't actually know. His paintings, and they're like, I love it. It's like satirical. And they cut to it, and it's like a swirling white. It looks like a cloud. Chantal, Chantal goes, his work is mind-boggling, but I don't know. I hope Claudia can sell something. Yeah, like, Chantal Chantal's is, not having it. Chantal, this episode is fully trolling. Like, the trolls against Claudia are now, like, rampant. And yeah. she's just, she's gone into that mode where it's, everything is Claudia's fault. Everything's Claudia's fault. And everything Chantal does is to show Claudia how stupid she is. She's her, like, prophecy to steal her soul and, like... Mm-hmm make her like withered is like (laughs) happening it's fully formed and like it's like if this were a disney like kind of musical this Mm -hmm. would be chantal's like be prepared moment chantal had we (laughs) did we talk about how she's a collection of like flotsam and jetsams (laughs) like just like there's like not them the sad weathered mermaids that are like yeah like look like onions or something Mm -hmm. she has them in like a closet so she wants she has her eye on claudia to be one of them to add to the collection she goes uh, Chantal's also wearing an looks like an airbrushed shawl. Like her shawl was very her sh- yeah. She's like a really in like a drapey mode. She also has a giant back tattoo. Yeah, of like antlers. Yeah, which was her back tattoo looks like the art for killing of a sacred deer. It looks like the tattoo you get in the movie Hostel after you've like killed someone. Yeah, and there's like you have to prove that you're loyal to us forever mm-hmm. now. Yeah. That's a very, Chantal's very hostile. Mm-hmm. But she, so like she starts to weigh in on the install to like move things around and troll Claudia. I mean, I have to say Chantal actually is getting shit done. So Chantal seems like with it, like Claudia definitely is the kind of personality that like crumbles under pressure. Mm-hmm. And Chantal thrives mostly when someone else is crumbling under yeah. pressure around her. But like she, I trust that she could pull it off, pull anything off that she set her mind to. Chantal activates when someone else is suffering. Yeah. She's like, here's my moment. So Chantal steps in and gets like the whole install kind of changed around and then watches with Lara just sitting there watching Claudia, like awkwardly trying to negotiate the prices with this artist. Yeah. He's like, how much for this one do you think? And she's like, or how much do you guys want for like percentage? And she goes, um, I think like 50% and he's like, yeah, that's like, she's like, is that too high or he goes, no, like, that's like standard. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just like, I can't believe that scene was filmed. And then Chantal and Lara look ill. Yeah. I'm just calling her Lara now. Cause I refuse Lara Lara Chantal. Like I think <laughs> Chantal and Lara li- basically like wretch mm-hmm. at, at, like they're like, Oh, Claudia, like, 
Claudia's incompetence. Like it makes it makes Chantal physically ill. Yeah, it makes Chantal ill. Lara like can't even control her facial expressions. Like at least Chantal just like always looks the same. Like it's the same face at any given time. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell her like her best friend died. She'd have the same face yeah. as if you told her she just won the lottery. I mean, like, that's the benefits of being like yeah soulless, morally <laughs> questionable. Um, and like Lara's like literally turning green in the background, like shaking and convulsing. Yeah, like she has strokes out. It's kind of like you know in Fatal Attraction when Glenn Close like spies on Michael Douglas and his family like having a nice night together and mm-hmm. she looks through the window and then she just throws up because she can't look she's like yeah like, on the side of the house that's like when Chantal and Lara see Claudia doing something and like not succeeding it makes them hurl yeah they hurl <laughs> together they they hurl so that both of their projectile hurls join and become one mega hurl yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then a face forms and it goes, fade me. And then it, it's, it's Chantal's like demonic possession presence being like, you need the time is nigh. That was I. I went with it. I heard the hurling reminds me of an insane story that I heard. What? I'll just, I have to tell it in the bonus episode because okay. I don't think I can like say it on the podcast. Yeah. But I'm, I'll write down hurl and then we'll come okay. back to it. So I'll just think you. about hurling and then, like, if you're a patron, you'll get the story. Um, so yeah, Claudia is like just bumbling her way. I, I mean, it's sad. Like, she's Claudia's, Claudia's clearly, out of her element. clearly, Claudia knows art and like is intelligent, but I think some people just don't have the. I think it was it was all too fast and sudden for her, and she's all nervous, and her parents are probably pressuring her. Like, I have I actually have sympathy for Claudia because I think. I think she has a vision, but she has her parents breathing down her neck, and she also has like, like, Paymon in a dress, in a shawl, in the room next Full door. Paymon hours, like glaring at her at all times, and just like judging her, everything that yeah, comes out of her. Because sometimes you, it's, she's, it's like my sister used to when she swam. There was a girl who swam with my sister, and they always raced against each other, and they were like always neck and neck. And Taryn said that this girl used to come up to her before races and go like. I'm so cold. Aren't you cold? Like, I'm really tired. And Taryn would be like, maybe I am tired. So, <laughs> so she'd it, just, like, fuck with her. Yeah, she would psych her out. And, like, yeah. that's what... I think Chantal does that. Chantal definitely does that. And Claudia's not, like, mentally... Like, in order for Claudia to thrive, she needs, like, a lot of people to be around her supporting her. Yeah. Being like, you've got this, Claude. Like, get out there. Your hair yeah. looks amazing. You're going to fucking kill this yeah. install. Like, it looks incredible. The yeah. last one, you may not have sold, but you know what? It's okay. Like, those... Like, it's you're not going to sell all the time. Like, she needs, she needs a lot us. of cheerleaders. Yeah. And, like... Chantal is not going to be your cheerleader. No, me and you just need to be there going with our arms crossed going like, you're doing great. Claude, no, you're doing amazing. Claude, it's, it's, just stop. <laughs> Don't like, even worry about stop. it, Claude. And go she looks at you sleep. and you go, woo! Woo! Um, so Chantal, also I heard someone went to, I was talking to someone who went to school with Claudia and said that she was really nice and like, beyond cheek she seems really nice and beyond cheek yeah it just seems like this wasn't the best fit Mm -hmm. for her she said that this claudia was like next level on (laughs) campus so love that love that someone forwarded me an email exchange that she had had with lara and chantal when they tried to buy something from end of century wow yeah what did it say it's amazing it was like Okay, so I guess this reader tried to buy 
a pair of tights and then um like another and like a pair of tights a pair of tights from EOC. Okay, wait. So this reader bought something. Then Lara wrote the reader. She goes, hi, thank you so much for shopping at EOC online. Unfortunately, there was an error with our system. And when you purchased the tights, the amount came out to $0. They are priced at $96 each. If you're still interested in purchasing them, let us know. They're they're correctly priced online now. Apologies for any inconvenience. Best, Lara. Then the reader wrote back, hi, Laura. (laughs) Wow troll as someone who's been in this exact scenario you're trolling just thanks for the heads up i'll have to think about the tights given the price increase in the meantime can you please refund the 1089 for tax and shipping currently outstanding on my card thanks then chantal weighed in she goes hi i'm surprised you thought you would not get one but two pairs of tights for free wouldn't that be lucky your card has been refunded and you should get an email notifying you shortly best chantal (laughs) then the reader wrote back hi chantel (laughs) (laughs) holy fuck this person is my hero i'm surprised you're running a retail business and posting free merchandise on the internet i guess you can't be bothered with mental with menial details such as price thanks for all your help and you're most welcome for the assistance in troubleshooting your website design best (laughs) did they respond to that no that was it wow so everyone my heart was racing yeah everyone got like super cunty with each other in a matter of minutes hi chantelle hi chantelle hi laura yeah (laughs) That, that reader is chef's kiss reader goals um so then we cut to liz and her mom liz and her mom are they're cute they're, they're like cute. they're like making a lobster yeah her mom just seems like a lovely mom mm-hmm. like rich mom yeah she's very rich mom like who is like i love to that they're wearing like a white t-shirt yeah. over they're like it's like a bib just trying to like cover it all up they're like i'm gonna wear a lobster bib instead of a bib it's just like she bought a pack of like Hanes at my, Dwayne Reed on the way over. Yeah. My Nana used to wear napkin bibs every time she ate. So mm-hmm. it reminded me of that. But Liz opens up about her sobriety and how she was like a an mess addict. at 19. Yeah. And like she did a lot of drugs and she went to various treatment centers. And like it was kind of nice to hear her like be open about it. Yeah. And she says that her and her dad had like a falling out. Uh, after these like teen years like she feels like he's never really forgiven her for he like, seems how like a dick. she was and i mean like they seem distant from each other she basically is like my dad will never forgive me for being like not Messy, I guess. yeah and like she said but she said the best thing my mom ever did was tell me that she loves me during that time she hasn't heard her dad say i love you in 10 years yeah but her mom apparently like stuck with her through the whole thing her parents are divorced and the mom, like, that's what you, when your child is in crisis, you give them unconditional love. Yeah. You don't, especially if it's a addiction, like it's a disease. Mm-hmm. So you don't just like turn your back on them and be like, God, you're a real failure. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely like a, <laughs> some program stuff was being dealt with in this moment. Yeah. It was, it was refreshing. It was refreshing. It was like, okay, you have like high stakes, Liz, and like a big struggle. Yeah. And like, thanks for being real about it. It made me like kind of get her more, but also. But then she really burns it all down. <laughs> well, <by then. laughs> 
Well, then we cut to... Well, there's also a really funny moment where they... So they eat, like, one lobster apiece, which is not enough food for yeah. anyone. And then Liz is like, I'm really hungry still. Like, I think I need to make some, like, mac and cheese. And her mom goes, well, that's the way you are, but I think that's enough. And then Liz is like, uh, no, I'm, like, gonna fully eat more food. Thanks, so. though. We're just gonna have one lobster. <laughs> yeah. But I love, like, that mother-daughter yeah. moment. is like, very... Like, that's a real moment. Also, when the mom goes, I didn't hear any of them screaming, so I think they're ready. <laughs> they were really worried about the lobster screams. It's like the sounds of the lambs. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William vs. Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Angela, Angela is like, I love her. I love her. She's a hustler. She's a hustler, but she starts to kind of become like, this is where it becomes like a little bit grating. 
Yeah, this episode. Like, it, it, she she went into like babe question mark territory a little. Yeah, um, it's it. This is the rumblings of yeah, like Angela's not. like babe Angela's question mark. Ashes. <laughs> Angela's ashes. Yeah, we cut to her apartment building, which I'm pretty sure I've been in before. I'm sure you have in Williamsburg. Um, she's a waitress at a hip Williamsburg eatery. That's like one of her side hustles. She doesn't want to be a waitress anymore. She hates being a waitress. But you know what? Gotta give it to her. She's from a rich family who cut her off, and she's like, she's doing what she can to survive in the city. Yeah. Um, and she's, she's also making it happen. She's event photographing. Mm-hmm. She goes, you know, to various like downtown events. Um, Alex, her her gay, her trusty gay, comes over. Who she refers to as a gossiping gay mm-hmm. comes over. I love how she's. I was okay with her saying my gaze once, and now I'm kind of like, shut up. She fell into like the Bravo my gaze trap yeah. a little bit. A little bit. Like, she's, I think she deeply like respects Alex. Yeah. And like thinks he's cool and like doesn't consider him like her token gay friend. I think she's like, he's my best friend. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, my gaze once. Shame on me. Yeah. <laughs> my gaze twice. My gaze once, shame on the gaze. My yeah. gaze twice, shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are friends with a lot of gay people. Yeah. And I've said... A lot like, of gay men. I've said a lot of, like, the gays, like, referred to the gays right. on this well, podcast, you're, but another you're also podcast, que- but I'd say that, like, jokingly. And you're also, you're queer. And yeah. And like, I wouldn't say, like, my gays this. Yeah. But like and my number of gays has really gone down I think over the past like couple years. But I wouldn't even say like my gay cuz yeah. there's not one gay. But yeah, she's but that's beside the point. Anyways, yeah. So she's she is working at a paper magazine event which I used to work at. I for know two I, years. I mean, you and Alex birth, both work birth birth paper. I think that's it was Alex, right? I think he worked at paper. So that's how you know each yeah. other. No, he wasn't there when I was there, but I think I just know him from like that scene. Your spirits knew it. They, your auras existed in the same realm. Paper mag has had a lot of people walk through those halls. Yeah. It's a great Brooke Shields intern there. Wow. In the eighties. That's chic. Um, Is that where she was discovered? No, I think she was just friends with Kim and David, who are the founders of it. That's cool. It's like paper is a crate. Like they're more online now. I think. I mean, they they still do like print stuff, and their stuff is incredible. They featured Jocelyn Wildenstein on the cover of one of their issues. Yeah, paper saved that to the desktop. I'm proud to have worked there. You should be. Thanks. I just got a little like. A little teary. No, I'm kidding. Um, um, so Angela and Alex are going to pick out her outfit for photographing this like event in Dumbo, and she decides to go as a puritanical slut. Yeah, she was like, "I'm going," and he's like, "Do you want to have sex tonight?" And she's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Then don't wear that." Well, she tried to wear like that quilt outfit. This the sheer one? No, the like zip up pink oh, like yeah. pillowcase outfit. And, and Alex was like, no. And then she wore that. Then she wore a puritanical slut with like a weird like hat. She and then like, he she was like, like a space nun. Yeah. He was like, I kind it looked like that Dior show where they all dress like kind of cowgirls. It was a recent Dior show with those hats and i was like wow she's ahead of her time with these like fashion looks she kind of is she is and then he's like i kind of 
hate that outfit, but I also love it. And she's like, I do too. I love it. And so then, that's when you know it's good. Yeah. So that's when she suffers for fashion and she's just going to do it, even though it's like completely impractical and like everyone and their mother are going to like bump your hat through the mm-hmm. course of the night, but it's fine. I wrote my queen. My <laughs> <laughs> Dear diary, I love Angela, my, I, queen, my queen, Carrie O'Donnell. <laughs> so they head to the event and it's a, uh, well, first we cut to Amy and Carrie are going to a print fair to meet Sharon. A Amy, print fair, Amy has reached peak. Her hair, her hair is from 1983, like housewife from the Upper East. Like, I don't know. I think Amy is a time traveler. Amy is a time traveler because <laughs> she's wearing like a full like house dress that like a housewife would wear to like vacuum in. Carrie's wearing like pants. Carrie's like, like sensible. She looks great. She looks amazing. Amy has like a lazy eye and a Birkin. I'm like, why do you have a Birkin? Who she, is this lady? I think I, I truly believe she's like fallen through like a time gap. <laughs> she's it's like Pleasantville or it something, is. but the opposite. Yeah. Where Amy just like woke up one day on the Upper East Side, but she's, like, she's what's all this? <laughs> yeah, what is this? Let me get my my handbag, my Birkin. Um, so they go to meet Sharon. Uh, and Sharon gives him an assignment. Well, first, Sharon introduces him to a philanthropist from Portland, which I was like, <laughs> maybe there's like, yeah, I was, she's like, he's my main guy and I'm here for him. So you guys have to like find stuff that I would think would be good for him. It's like, yeah. it's like her test. Yeah. It's basically like, let me get a sense of how psychotic you really are. You hear Sharon, you hear Carrie say to someone, I'm like really particular with picking and choosing, which I was like, okay. I think Carrie has like a good eye and a no, good she sense does. of stuff. But that was like when that line. I was like, mm. yeah, they but I've have also to like said, I say that stuff every day. They have to go around. Carrie's like <laughs> very business and like thoughtful about this assignment and really like giving it her all. And Amy flounces around. Her dress is like a flounce. She's just like, and she's walking through this art fair in her little heels with her Birkin on her arm. She looks like she's about to go like grocery shopping for a ham. She looks like a passerby in the in the cartoon movie Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, like she's not real. She also goes, I have good taste. She goes, boring, boring. I need something innovative. And she goes, she goes, I gotta get this. She's to the camera. She goes, I got plans later. I gotta get this done. I'm on a time. I'm on a time crunch. I have plans later. Yeah. So Amy's got somewhere to go, which we'll see where she goes. But Amy's she, on the move. <laughs> Amy's like literally just going that one, that one, that one, that one. Okay, I'm done. She fully has the most Tony energy of any Bravo celebrity I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I've said it once. I'll say it again. She was full blown Tony in that moment. She's just going around going that one, that one, that one, that one. Boring, 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 boring. I mean, innovative. I have plans. I got plans. And then, and then she. <laughs> so then we cut back to Angela, and they're at the end of Century Girls. Or like at the, the Brooklyn Dumbo Paper Fair Magazine or Creators Project. And I don't know. I haven't heard of it. Um, um, Angela is like getting pretty people together to take photos, but then she reveals that she, while event photography does pay the bills, she's very creatively unfulfilled by it. And she'd rather just take arty pictures of her friends. So she just proceeds to stop taking photos of like anyone that's being featured at this show and just start taking photos of Chantal and Claudia, like doing Suspiria, like, like dance dances. Yeah. And like under pink lighting. Yeah. She takes like an especially unflattering photo <laughs> of Claudia with like shadows all over her face yeah. and then like a kind of, okay, 
okay one and i'm like wow you're trolling angela's photography abilities there's a there's a shot of this like swirling like pink vortex on the projected on a wall and you see claudia and chantal like (laughs) like trying to conjure it and then Angela, so it, like Paper Magazine probably saw those photos and were like, cool, you just took photos of your weird friends. Great. So but, there's like 4,800 photos of like these two girls <laughs> and then there's 30 photos of people that were actually at the event. Yeah. I'm sure they were really happy knowing how that place works. Um, <laughs> so we cut to Amy. <laughs> her plans realized. So Amy, <laughs> Amy went to Dorian's, which... Several people. Bar. So people know about this bar, right? Th- this bar was apparently the site of a murder. <laughs> there was. Do you remember that yuppie killer guy no. from the eighties? That hot, like Upper East Side guy who was like a lacrosse player. I think he was called the Yuppie Killer. He was like a serial killer, um, and he murdered someone at Dorian's. I feel Robert like Emmett I... Chambers. This guy. Whoa. Yeah, he's hot. It was. The it had killer. a very like a uh, Brett Easton Ellis like Patrick Bateman sound to it. Yeah. So he pleaded guilty to manslaughter. He got. I think he got away with it because he was like rich. Chambers had secured bail through his family and the owner of the bar, Jack Dorian, who put up so Dorian's mm-hmm. who put up his townhouse as collateral for a bail bond. So Dorian. Dorian's a storied a, history. A, nefarious history and then also amy weirdly knows one of the owners of dorian's didn't yeah. she mention in the last episode she was like i know jeff yeah but like does she know him what was the murder he killed her in central park he went to prep schools he was a coke addict he his favorite bar was dorian's red hand bar on east 84th street where amy goes mm-hmm. i think he met her at dorian's and then like that's maybe how the murder i someone correct me who a few people have sent me stuff but well so dorian is like a cursed place it's a cursed location it's like the, the uh cecil hotel yeah it's like where paymon is summoned and he's at work tonight because amy is <laughs> amy is on, on one she goes dorian is like cheers you see Amy just with a bunch of guys. She's just with a bunch of like, it's like the fleece vest bros yeah. are like the kind of guys that Amy likes to binge drink with. Uh-huh. And then she invites Maggie and her like bro boyfriend to come and meet her. And it felt like this was the first time that they were ever meeting. Yeah. She went Maggie. Yeah. She goes Maggie. And then Maggie's like, yeah. And she's like, ah! I think like, she was just blackout. Okay. Because they met before in the other episode. Yeah, but maybe like they, the way this was edited, like this scene was filmed first or something. That's true. But she has Maggie come and then Maggie brings that cute friend, Eric. Eric. So maybe it, it wasn't the first time and Amy is just I think blackout. Amy, you just see Amy holding several bottles of beer. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing like the kiss tongue. She's like, <laughs> she's the kind of girl that grabs every guy like by the back of their neck and kind of like strokes it and then is like blah like comes in like too close for to say something to them she's just i think she's she's not with any girlfriends i think she's She's just just rogue at dorian she's rogue at dorian amy shows up to dorian's at like 4 30 p.m she's like i have somewhere to be tonight she shows up at 4 30 p.m and just starts like railing beers at one point someone goes how many drinks have you had and she goes six So she, she, she takes Maggie into the bathroom where she delivers the speech of the century. Well, first she goes, she tells Maggie, Eric is the nicest guy in the world. And Maggie goes, yeah, I like Eric a lot. He has a great apartment. (laughs) 
Okay. Like she was like, that's her. The only the lone quality she can pick out about him. Summon of Eric. And he goes, and then Maggie and Amy goes, I don't care about that stuff. Who do you think I am? Do you even know who I am? And Maggie goes, not really. She literally goes, not (laughs) Not really. No, I just met you. Which made me kind of love Maggie. Yeah, that was a good one for Maggie. Point for Maggie. But then also, like, I see what Amy's point, like, the point she's trying to make is that she doesn't care about the kind of apartment a guy lives in. She just wants, like, a guy who really loves her. Like, if she was sober and could express herself, that's what she would Totally. She goes, I'm looking for love. But instead, what came out was... She goes, I come from a... She talks like this. I come from a rich family. I come from a good family. I don't need money. I'm looking for love. <laughs> you literally are channeling Amy. I'm looking for love. And then you see Maggie go, okay. And meanwhile, Amy has like her hand on the door of the bathroom so like no one can get in. And yeah. It, Maggie's press. Maggie is Maggie's so much tiny smaller. in stature. So Amy's boxed her in <laughs> to tell her that she doesn't care. She's, she kind of is talking like the Federation. Yeah. She's like, I don't care about any of that. And then she goes, <laughs> I, I want love. You can be a man who lives in a trailer park. Man who lives in a... She goes, he could come from Harlem or he could come from the Upper East Side. I don't care about that. <laughs> and, then Ma- and then Maggie goes, I'm a little nervous. Amy's going to flush me down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Maggie goes, this is exactly why I don't hang out with other girls. Which I was like, go fuck okay, well. And then... Um, as soon as you think you're getting close to a gallery girl, they pull the fucking rug out from under you and you're like, damn it. I hate, this is why I hate girls. This is why I hate girls. And then so, but Amy's like, oh, so this is what Liz was talking about when she said Amy is like a liability, like a blackout liability. I know. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I felt for Amy because, like, I've been, it's like she's just, she's, she's burying herself farther to hold She's just deeper. a try hard. She just was like uncomfortable in her own skin, shouldn't drink so much. I, I wrote Amy should be on The Bachelor. Yeah, she'd be great on The Bachelor. Yeah, she's wrong. great on the show. She, she if is. we had given this show a chance to really like find its sea legs, I think that Amy would have been a gay icon by the uh, by the time everything was said and done. I think Amy should be on The Real Housewives of New York. Please God, but she lives in Miami now. I know, and Miami Housewives are done. I, she Love Amy Ruha. needs to move back to New York and then join up with Real Housewives. She already dresses and acts like one of them. Andy Cohen said it's the sh- the show that he gets asked about most. Mm-hmm. Gallery Girls. Yeah. When's it coming back? That's what you said. Yeah. Oh, I just quoted you. <laughs> <laughs> That's called mansplaining. I love that. Yeah. No, but yeah, he. it's like everyone loved Gallery Girls and wants it back, but it just like could never... It was lightning in a bottle. So then maggie's like grabs her boyfriend she goes we're going i was like leave yeah Go if you're that traumatized by like a woman just amy being, just like having a girl moment in the scream bathroom rasping at you like whatever everyone has had a friend scream rasp with them in a bar also it's like look around this is the kind of bar where you get shit-faced and then like scream at rasp at a friend in the bathroom <laughs> like that was my entire college in chicago experience was going to a place exactly like dorian's scream rasping and then like losing my underwear <laughs> <laughs> and losing your credit card that's what yeah, I yeah and like leaving my card at the me bar too that was and then, me like, going... taking like redheaded sluts those were like the <laughs> shots that i always loved to like take that was me and like going to metropolitan bar in williamsburg that was my dorian's mm-hmm. and going there every friday morning because i left it there the night before and the bartender's going we'll see you later carrie <laughs> 
probably see you, probably <laughs> see you tomorrow when you come by and i was like great it was um, me like making out with a guy in the booth and then like taking my underwear off and then the next like week going back and seeing him and i was like what happened to my underwear like i went home and i didn't have them on he goes you wanted me to have them and i was like hmm. <laughs> take, take these no take them just take just take, take them, them no, you take these take them think of me when you take them like, just mean like here you go that's i like, don't that's like, like when i used to get my friends wads of money <laughs> I used to give my friends dollar bills and just be like, here, take it. Take it. And they were like, okay. Um, that was me and then, my undies. And then you hear Amy, you see Amy at the bar and, and she just says to a random guy, are you really drinking Mick? Are you really drinking Michelob Light? You're the love of my life. <laughs> I was like, I get that. I too loved a Michelob Ultra Light back in the day. I, I love Amy. Um, so then, then we, we go to, to Liz. Liz is at an... <laughs> So Liz is at SVA. First of all, she's in this like painting workshop. Her teacher is a Christopher Guest character. Your teacher is unreal. He's like, I want to feel it. I want to feel what you... She, he's just like hamming it up for the cameras. Yeah. He's like, don't make me question everything. Yeah. Make me question my fucking reality. And then I wrote, wow, art school seems tough. Just seems hard that people are like, draw an everyday object but make me question it make me question my sanity like what does that mean make me question god it's so it's too subjective for me like i need like a clear cut i need something a little more clear cut than that yeah and he's like write an essay about xyz i can like totally come up with whatever but like draw a bobby pin and make me question everything is like yeah does not compute he was a lot so, He's a lot, but I love his energy. Oh, I, I love how too. much ass he kisses of Liz. Oh, yeah. Clearly, he wants in on like whatever her dad's got going on. Okay. I'm just going to say it. <sighs> just say it. Liz is not good at painting. Liz is not a great artist. Her skills lie in probably many other realms, but like as far as art is concerned, that ain't it. She Also, she has a real chip on her shoulder about like the asian community okay so this is where we we lost liz lost it for me is when she so she's liz painting like, she's doing her painting and it's like just she's she's one of those people that has like random like string and a button tied on the painting but then later in the episode we see other paintings that she's done and we, there's like no theme or perspective that's like tying into her work well i want to talk about one of them later. one of them is like a nurse well it's and it's like a Richard Prince knockoff. It's a Richard Prince knockoff. Yeah. I didn't know if she was doing an homage to him or if she was just fucking... Just being lit. I mean, she just is like... It's just her sensibility is not that of a painter. No. I think Liz could be an amazing stylist. Or like a gallery or like an a art A gallery collector. owner or art like collector. an art collector or like a Sharon type to like tell people what art to pick. Yeah, or she... just like get out of the art world altogether. Get away from your dad. Get away from your dad because you're really like painting to get his attention. He's never going to give it to you. And your paintings aren't going to help. I did see. Because they're really bad. Maybe if they were better, you would get that kind of love. But it wouldn't even satisfy you because it wouldn't be real. It would just be when based I saw on her the painting... paintings. Sorry, I interrupted. No, it's okay. When I saw her paintings, I saw my dad doesn't love me. Yeah. And like. That's or my an, dad i don't think my dad loves me yeah and that's like you're if you're waiting mean. if you're waiting for your paintings to get it 
it ain't that's not the that way. That was so mean. Not that her dad I saw I I want my dad to say he loves me when I saw his paint her paintings. Yeah. Her her dad struggles resonate with me. Yeah. From a one daddy issues person to the next. Like I totally get it. But like, am I gonna try and become like a neurosurgeon? No. Go your own way, Fleetwood Mac. You know what I mean? I think she gets it now, maybe. Butch. But I feel like she also maybe doesn't because I think she's like photographed. No, she thinks she's a great artist. Yeah. So then she has a freak out because... Someone stepped on her like shitty collage. One of her like classmates, the, she was like on the floor at one point and she's like, oh my God, there's like a sneaker mark on my... She's like, and she, she keeps referring to her painting as her thing. Which I thought was funny. Yeah, which is like, you don't have confidence in this work enough to like call it what it is. And there's like blurred out, there's blurred out classmates and she goes, no, the foot's not big enough. It's that one. And she points to this guy who's Asian and she goes, she goes, everyone runs around and hides here. She goes, they're all like quiet little Asian people and scared. And I was like, that's on there. It's like, Yeah, it's like it was like Parisian, Parisian. Yeah, it's a Euro. It's a Euro. <laughs> I was like, nunca, <laughs> nunca, nunca. She lost it there for me. Yeah, that was tough. I thought. I think her this moment in her class was she was a fucking brat and entitled and racist. I'm like, get over it. That was just racist. That was a. Per- it was racist, and she said it to an Asian person. I know. It's like. That was it's <laughs> pretty that wild. Was unbelievable that yeah. they that like Bravo producer- this was when like <sighs> Bravo and other reality shows loved like a light like or just like a hardcore racist moment. This was also when the stars in the show didn't have sway over the production. Yeah. Cuz now like the housewives all like Kyle and like the Bethany's of a ball mm-hmm. they like kind of they run the show. Yeah. I mean you can't like paint them in a bad light. So that was it that was, was bad. It was uh, not great. I said, I wrote, um, honey, fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, Liz attacks the Asian community. <laughs> I was not here for that. That like kind of. It was Liz became unlikable in that yeah. moment. Liz's teacher, anyway. however, loves her work and thinks that the person stepping on whoever stepped on it did her favor because it made her like white out some of it and it really made the whole piece come together and he's like effusively praising her collage she's like thanks i know she's like yeah i mean like obviously obviously like it was hard but like i got through it and like it's just like oh my god like she also talks about her she's like everyone here in this class like knows me because my dad he's like he's like plays into it too because he's like isn't it strange out of all the paintings that got stepped on yours? <laughs> and I'm just like, God, this guy really knows how to play the game. She's like, everyone in here is looking at me because my dad, they don't think I belong here, but like, I'm, f- I'm as good as they are. And I'm like, no one knows who your dad is. And no one cares. You're they're literally there thinking about what a freak you are because you have a camera crew in like your painting class. Yeah. She, she's You're like, the only person that's ever coming out here with a reality TV crew. She sounded like, like Jamaican. Running around. Yeah. She was a guy really Jamaican. She was like, tur- she, took a turn. She was like the camera. She's like, God, she's like basically like talking out loud so everyone can hear her. And she's like, 
Like, what a nuisance in that class she must be. Yeah. Even without like, the cameras. Can you understand? Like, it's like you're just trying to, like, you're already getting assigned tasks that are difficult, like a painting with this teacher who's, like, off the rails. <laughs> and then, like, you have Liz here, like, rolling her eyes and being like... None of you know what real art is. Ugh. My father, like, yeah. I know what art yeah. is. Anyways, like, I was running around, like, playing hide and seek behind, like, Rembrandt's. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, like who got who does that? Liz. Liz. Come on. So then we cut to Carrie and Amy meet Sharon at a restaurant and they both show Sharon what they picked from the print fair mm-hmm. and Carrie goes first and she she takes a risk. She shows like a very obscure what she thinks is an obscure painting that she or a print that she found. And Sharon, like, looks at it for a minute, and she goes, I have to say I would pick this, too. Yeah. Like, she... Carrie nailed it. Yeah, she loves Carrie's choice, and, like, Carrie gets points for that. And then we cut to Amy, and Amy goes, wow! She goes... (laughs) She goes... She goes, wow, I picked out the very well-known artist, Damien Hurst. I think that would be good. And I was like, okay. Okay, cool, Amy. Like, great. And then Sharon goes, well, I would probably, I would think, I would want you to dive a little deeper. Amy, like, has no common sense. No. Then we see that Amy gets her hair. Oh, wait, well, first. So that, so that Carrie, you know, love game set match, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie has won this internship so far. I love that. It's a Damien Hurst. It's like, I picked someone a little more well-known. It's Damien Hurst. Yeah. Like, I'm sure everyone who collects art would love to have a Damien Hurst. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. But she's like, a, she's like, doesn't, she pretends like she won. Yeah. You can tell that she's like, I She's like, Carrie one. doesn't really know that much about art. She just got, she was like, she just got lucky. Because ha- she happened to pick something that Sharon liked. It's like, yeah, that's the whole fucking point of this <laughs> exercise, you nitwit. <laughs> so we go back to eoc's trunk sale oh no first we're getting ready for a trunk sale okay chantal's putting on a trunk show for jewelry and she literally makes like a satanic <laughs> altar to hail payment in the back it's the ugliest. i was the lighting is so unflattering it looks like she you are like going kabuki. to sacrifice <laughs> it's like fucking hellraiser like on a mantle it's razor on a mantle the crow like like brandon lee and the crow like black lipstick and like harlequin like like the crow slits this did, is did Pema. i don't know <laughs> no i think netty made that i think it's a netty jewelry designer but i'll i'll post this photo on on it's an ungodly creation it whatever it is it, it, looms, it ain't right it looms in the background <laughs> in so many shots every time, so bone chilling. every time it came on screen i was so freaked out by it and they're i'm like why is no one in this store acting like that thing is there i didn't even it's like the ghostbusters painting that comes yeah. to life it is literally <laughs> the gallery that chantal has turned this end of century into i didn't even see the face on it that's how like my brain my brain literally was like a no to that look it's <laughs> gonna haunt me tonight that. i just saw like the geometric shapes and like the melted it, candles it has green eyes if you look deep this is the demon that's that's possessing 
Chantal. And like destroying Claudia. Chantal invokes <laughs> the spirit of this demon every night before she goes to sleep. I could, I was like, how is no one, everyone's pretending <laughs> like this thing isn't on the wall? This is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is not art. It is an ungodly thing. It is not of this earth. It is forged in hell. And Nettie Kent has brought it to life. Chantal, like, literally. Like, dug that up in an alley somewhere. Like, a voice came to her and was like, dig. And then she just started digging in an alley and, like, uncovered. It's Pema. It's, like, the face it's of Charlie at the end of Hereditary with, like, her head on, like, the statue. Yes. That's literally what that's that literally, looks like. Chantal's like, well, Claudia's really gone and done it again. So I guess I have no choice but to invoke Paymon in here in the gallery. And then erects an edit, like, erects an altar. An effigy to Paymon. An Paymon. Effigy to Paymon. You, hear, you hear this music when you see... Think of this while you're looking at the while you're looking at the trunk show. You enter the end of century trunk show. And this is it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the EOC trunk show. Anyway, um, that's from Hereditary. Oh my god, you need to put that. So, okay, yeah. you're on. You're on. I'm it. Carrie's on. on it. Don't um, worry. So. So she's doing a trunk show because Chantal's like, we got to set this shit in high gear. Like, we have $86 she's in, like, her, we have in a, her bank. We have a bill, outstanding bill for $83 <laughs> that we can't pay. So it's time to bring in Paymon. <laughs> she brings in Nettie Kent. Which Chantal's is, like, which is just like an AKA another witch that yeah. they can like summon the demon who will like give them the money they so seek. Yeah. Nettie Kent is the riches they seek to pay the $83 bill. Um, so it's like strings of leather is also like the yeah. it's like long dangly earrings and like burlap and strings. apparently tights and tights. I don't know. Um. So Angela, we cut to Angela in Williamsburg. So Angela says, my gaze have convinced me that I need to date older established men because of what I'm seeking. Yeah. So she says, I've always been into middle-aged men on the verge of a middle life, middle life crisis. And this guy, Peter, that my friend Alex set me up with, seems like he fits that bill. <laughs> so enter Peter, who's actually hot. Who's hot and I just would fuck like, him. yeah, I'd throw, I'd let him throw it in me. Yeah. Peter seems like he didn't get his fair due here because I think he's like probably a really interesting person. He like takes photos of trees. Like, yeah, he's I think an Alex, actual artist, I think right? Alex knows cool people and like was probably like, hey, this really nice, straight, cute like kind of nerdy artist wants to meet you and then angela's like cool and then as soon she goes that spends the entire date asking peter like if he has access to the same things that like she has it's like a young 20 something and when he's like no she's like oh my god you don't have facebook like everything she's like let me see your phone like what and like he takes acts out a flip like he's phone. a freak he she like kind of belittles him she shames him he also says like uh i only shoot on film and not digital and she goes we're definitely not a match yeah i was like okay all right what? Ange. and then yeah she goes do you have facebook and he's like no she's like what today i'd be like oh my god if i was Thank on a first god. date and someone was like i have a flip phone i'd be like wow you're i know how far times have come <laughs> if someone was like i don't have facebook i'd be like i'll suck your dick right now like that <laughs> is actually i'm actually like if they do have facebook i'm concerned we're never gonna work. <laughs> 
And I'm saying that as someone that does have Facebook. When he whipped out his flip phone, I I thought hot. Yeah. I was like, that's sexy. I bet he has a hot. I bet he's really rich. He probably makes so much money from his pieces. He just like flips up his phone. Like he just like is like shooting on film, which is an expensive medium in the first place. And then like has so much money that he doesn't he can't be bothered to like switch up the phone he probably has like an amazing he has no needs all he needs to do is answer his phone he probably has a sick like at that time like some like sick like out in bushwick like a huge loft and like fucks just like on a table in the middle of it that's what i was thinking of yeah (laughs) (laughs) i tbd but like i wish i knew i wish i got to know more about peter Maybe, she was, what do you shoot? He's like, was what I do you shoot? Too much? Maybe I, I, I don't know if I was even thinking. I think as I thought about it more, I was thinking about his trappings. Maybe, but like. But we didn't know. We we'll know, never, we'll know. never know. We'll never know. He seemed know. like a nice guy. He seemed like a nice guy who had a lot of potential. Angel's like, what do you shoot? And he's like, blah, blah, blah. And then now I really have gotten into trees. Just trees? He goes, I, yeah. He's like, I flew to Korea to film this really cool, like rare. P-. And then he's like. And the editing was like cut it so it's like he's blabbing on and on about it. And they really like, are, do a real number on like older people yeah. on the show. They're like, if you're <laughs> above forty, you're boring. Yeah. Like, shut up. And then like Angela's like, is your phone broken? Like, it seems like it's broken. He's like, no, I just turned it off. Like, because we're on a date. It's like a sweet, respectful yeah. person. And he's like talking about a shrimp. He ate like a live shrimp and like tells her he's like well traveled. He goes and he said he made it funny. He went. He went, can you take that out? Made a funny? Yeah. <laughs> I refuse. No, please. The readers need no! to know. The readers need to know. No. <laughs> I'm editing. I like that. I'm against free speech. He made a funny. He did make a funny. He says, that's a lot of background for one prawn. I thought that was cute. He was cute. Peter was like an eligible bachelor. Yeah, he seemed like sweet and elegant and like and like respectful he's a real established artist so like that's something to be said he turned his phone off he turned his phone off to honor the date what's with your phone Did is it broken he's like no, no i just want to be present yeah anyway so they she like shakes his hand and like walks off she, angela like, that also was goes i love coriander <laughs> coriander is my favorite herb i yeah that and i was like whoa she i might be done with angela yeah i was like hmm. she just it was just like a mean she seemed like she was being mean to him i mean maybe it was the editing but like i was like this is like a guy who's like they hugged and then like you could tell he was like oh okay like what what did i just do yeah she you, kind of like but i think she kind of also gets off on being mean to guys a little bit because it's like a insecurity thing within herself yeah he probably was like wow that was embarrassing yeah like i just filmed myself being bullied by a young person i mean peter if you're out there hit either of us up yeah we're interested (laughs) (laughs) confirm or deny if you fuck on like a table in your bushwick law with no other furniture no other just like a picnic table table. yeah and like alex was probably like why were you mean to my friend yeah also alex like give us the backstory on peter what's peter's deal if you're listening link me um alex did say Alex tweeted me and said Angela's doing well. He said, "Do you want a wellness check?" She's yeah, doing, she's she's, she's doing great, thriving. So she has a cottage upstate and is like just like taking really amazing pics of her outfits. Where I'm like, yeah, you are a model. God bless her. God bless. Um, Amy gets her hair done four times a week. Four times a week. 
that's not healthy. No. And also it's just like Yeah, we cut to like a splice of like Carrie what Carrie does. Carrie's She's, always hustling. Amy's for Amy's just like, like getting cool. her hair done, like getting it weirdly straightened. It's fried. Yeah. Looks hot. It's fried to hell and back. She says she's like, the more you color it, the it gets dry and it holds the curl. And I'm like, I don't. Maybe that might be true, but also like you need to put down the hair straightener. She sleeps with rollers. Amy is not of this era. She sleeps in high heels. (laughs) You never know when you're going to need to be on the move. (laughs) Her flouncing around. In like a hoop skirt. I love getting my hair done. I get my hair done like four times a week. I get my hair done like four times a week. It's just it's just what I do. It's it relaxes me. She's a fucking bull in a china shop coming into that hair salon. She's like, hey, can I get my hair done? Like it's just like crazed energy. Yules. It was, like a <laughs> it was a full Yules. Yeah. It was a Yuletide greeting. Um. So then we also I I wrote this whole sequence felt like feels like I'm speeding on Adderall. Yeah, it was like the way it was. I, I like maybe it was because of the coffee I just drank, but for some reason, like they were like zooming really close on Amy, and like it was really spliced together, and like their voices were like mixing over each other. Yeah, it was a lot of info. It's I like, was we like, get it. Carrie's a hustler, and Amy has dry hell hair. <laughs> four times a week, I get it done four times a week. It's just like easy for me. Um, Liz so meets her dad for a sad dinner. They go to Sarah Beth's and. She's clearly the scapegoat of the family. Her dad, like... There's, like, a kind of an awkward, like, not a lot of talking dinner. Yeah, she's like, I just feel like I have to earn back his trust, which, like, everyone who's gone through recovery, like, gets that. But, like, it seems like she's been sober for a minute. So it's like, I think he should be a little more supportive of her. Yeah, what price, dad? Yeah, she's like, nothing. She's like, she says something like, I could be, my car could be stolen. And I would call him and be like, dad, I need your help. And he'd be like, what did you do to make this happen? Yeah. Like how, like he would blame me, which made me sad. It's sad. It's like, I don't think Liz gets validated. And yeah, she shows him that her art. He's like, he's like, cool. Keep going to school. He's like, stay in school, kid. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, are we going to go on vacation soon as a family? And he's like, I got a lot to go. I got to go to Portugal. Yeah. Barcelona. And she's like, oh, okay. It's just like not. It was sad. It was sad. It felt like we shouldn't be watching it. Yeah, it was like no, and it TMI. felt like really he didn't want to be there either. Like he seemed aware of the cameras and like the awkwardness factor. It was just like uncomfortable for all. Yeah, thanks a lot, Bravo. Yeah, I really wish you hadn't shown us that. Angela has her friend Ben over, who's <laughs> she says is realistic. He's a writer, I'm a successful writer, and Alex comes over as well and they're here to like coach her on like how to put a show together she goes how do i establish myself as an artist slash it girl because i need to be buzzworthy and alex is like uh okay like what do you (laughs) alex is like i was like alex is actually being more realistic in this moment because he's like kind of alex is like i will plan an event for you yeah to like feature your art and to like kind of debut you into like the new york downtown society Mm mm-hmm and Angela's like, okay, but I want to be buzzworthy. And he's like, he's like, well, I, I was thinking like an intimate dinner. And she's like, no, I want hundreds of people there. And he's like, okay, but like no one knows who you are. Yeah. And he's like, it doesn't really matter about the art. You just need like a really good, like cool party. 
And like the art doesn't, it's like neither here nor there. Like she's, she's like, kind of just like, I know how to make this like chic. And she's like, no, it's all about the art. Yeah. And, and like, then it turns out that she has like only 10 photos that she's like ever taken, like on her iPhone. And Ben says they're not good. Yeah. Ben's like, they could be better. And like and maybe, maybe you should shoot more. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to shoot more. So she, it's like, she has like Harry she has Potter her, like, glasses, artist on. glasses on. She's like, Ben made me feel terrible. Yeah. But it's motivating me. And I was like, Listen to Alex. It's just not... I don't get, like... Whatever's to come is unfortunate. Speaking of unfortunate, we cut to the trunk show at end of century. Where everyone gathers for a sacrifice. Carrie brings Amy and her hairstylist named Smith. Smith, who truly... I'd forgotten Gorgeous. about this hairstylist friend of Carrie's. It's so like hot. the edgiest thing she's ever done. It kind of made me, like really respect carrie yeah i was like carrie's cool because she didn't treat him like a pet no she was she's like, just like hey when i go to this thing and he's like yeah she's like smith like basically was like makes me better and like i just he's my partner in crime and they look so like odd together they look incredibly odd together he's wearing a fur vest and no shirt and has an amazing ripped body and is like six five and like tiny vinyl shorts and, and like makeup. lady gaga like boots and and like long hair like he looks amazing and yeah amy's with him which makes me <laughs> laugh even more she's like amy needs to be exposed to like the real world amy goes amy is literally like a puppy that needs to be like taken to the vet for vaccination i know like she's just like not ready <laughs> for worms <laughs> amy goes i've never danced with a drag queen before i was like he's not a drag queen, <laughs> a drag queen. She goes, but I, and she goes i kind of liked it like amy was like feeling amy herself is, like can't get a grip yeah, he's like has a fan with him. Which well, I've never danced with a drag queen before. <laughs> I kind of liked it. I think it's she like, thinks he's literally a drag queen. She doesn't know what a drag queen is. Um, he, I said he looks like Rufio in that Twink sub character in Mad Max Two, who oh, dies yeah. and triggers like the gang conflict with Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Claudia um, is lit. Claudia's Claudia's Adderall is kicked in. She introduces herself as Claudia to Smith. She looks kind of uncomfortable. She's like kind of like she looks like euphoric. Yeah. But like not in like a natural way. She's rolling again. She goes, I'm Claudia. Actually, Amy said or Carrie goes, the end of century girls were looking at Smith. And I was like, I don't think they were. I don't think they were. I think Claudia was like, hey, how are you? Yeah, I don't think the end of century girls are like phased, phased one way or another by like, like anything, anything. Yeah, yeah. Chantel um, certainly isn't. Um, <clears throat> Chantel she, goes tonight. I had the epiphany to set up a sales station, and it's skyrocketing our prices. She's like, once we finally got it figured out, we started making lots of sales. They had like a portable credit card like swipe thing. And like a they sign. figured out how to like bring an iPad out so that people could buy shit. Yeah, it's amazing. Chantel's like, I had this amazing revelation. The Paymon told me. Yeah, Paymon whispered <laughs> in her ear. No, and in the background, you just keep seeing, <laughs> you keep seeing Paymon literally. <laughs> I've never seen anything. I so my brain did not even register that top portion of the He's altar because it was crown. too scary for me. He's wearing a crown. He's wearing a crown. It's like a mashup. It's like Egyptian almost. It's horrifying. It's a pure horror. 
terrifying. Um, the horror of the Lower East Side. Paymon whispered to Chantal, set up a base station. Set up, an set up a sales station. We also... <laughs> where you can rent a credit card. Chantal's we, like, I knew I, that I was on to the right track. I heard a whisper over my shoulder. And so Chantal's just using this to drag Claudia, being like, I had to come up with this. And mm-hmm. then even... Sell, it's, she goes, and of course, everything we're selling is the clothes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so again, Claudia is a huge, big, fat failure. So Carrie, we, this is also maybe my favorite moment secretly of the whole show. Carrie's okay. telling <laughs> She's like, Smith and she goes, I went to this art show called Fallen and it has leaves and the amount of leaves is equivalent to the amount of Iraqi soldiers that have fallen. <laughs> wow. And Amy and Smith go, wow. <laughs> Amy's like not ready for that kind of heaviness. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Carrie's like learning a lot about the art world. My favorite moment, then she goes, I'm kind of like Karl Lagerfeld. Of you. He doesn't have a scene and neither do I just adapt. She goes, like Karl Lagerfeld, I don't know that 9-11 happened. Much like <laughs> my friend Carl, 9-11 is but a big mystery to me. But that was, wasn't that weird, the fallen thing? Yeah, I, now that I think about it, like it was, but she's just like, her eyes are opening up to many different kinds of art. Carrie's just like discovering things. It made me kind of respect Amy more because Amy just was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, in Amy's head, Amy's like fucking idiot. Like she's yeah. like, how'd you she get this fucking internship? Yeah. She's still like really bumping on the fact that like Carrie's managed to like elbow her way into the art world. She, she trots around the street with a drag queen. She's like, <laughs> who is this? And I did heathen? like dancing with the drag queen, but like, you know, it's a drag queen. Yeah. Can't take them home to mom and dad. Um, what if she tried to... She was like... Later in the night, she was like, ask Smith out. <laughs> Are like you drinking a Michelob Ultralight? My little love of my life. Have you ever seen In-N-Out? Mm-hmm. Remember when Joan Cusack to Tom Selleck at the end of the bar, she goes, I love you. And he goes, I'm gay. <laughs> That's, That's Amy's energy. Yeah. Chantel just goes, I'm embarrassed for Claudia. Like, she just watched, like, for no reason. Claudia's just, like, struggling to, like... Chantel's an emotional terrorist. I'm embarrassed for her at this point. I'm actually embarrassed for Claudia. At this point. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Chantel. Okay, Chantel. At this point, I'm embarrassed for Claudia. It's like, you're also part of the store. Yeah, also you... Like, it's the three of you that decided to do this together. Can you imagine working with her on a group project? No. In high school? She'd destroy you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, not for me. Well, while we were all working... Um, Jane Holzer comes by to see Eli's gallery. Well, first we cut to Liz. Liz Oh, yeah. Liz and her hot... Gay face boyfriend. Her total gay face, (laughs) gay porn star boyfriend hanging her he's like she said her boyfriend wanted to remind her of like who she was because she was feeling blue about her dad Mm -hmm. so he he has her hang up all her art around the apartment which is like a cute idea it's like like, sweet but like one of her arts like as we mentioned before i don't know if it's an homage but like it's a complete ripoff of richard prince's nurse series yeah it's really weird i think it's her trying to do it i don't know what it is but i was like none of this art is good put it back under the bed the flowers no the flowers looked like something you could get at bed bath and beyond yeah it looked like a powder room painting it was like like a a pier one like a therapist's office yeah it was like not the look none of it was back under the bed it goes refresh start over 
but she but she kind of went she was like hang up that the nurse i was like the nurse so like, like as if it was like her idea i was just confused i didn't love any of it the thing that i loved most is her like silent chihuahua that like lays daintily yeah. on the top of her pillow on her bed she's taught her well yeah she's a good chihuahua she's not like tony comes in just like guns blazing no i wish i wish the chihuahua was like tony so yeah jane holzer comes into eli's gallery who is the connection to jane because she appears again i think in this show jane is like okay liz is the connection to jane yeah so for anyone you can explain Jane Holzer. Jane Holzer, otherwise known as oh, Baby Jane show. Holzer. Yeah, she was like a Warhol. <laughs> Come on, educate them. Who was she? Throwing Nalara so to give the Jane Holzer backstory. But yeah. As as it's revealed, Jane Holzer was... She was uh, a Warhol... Factory girl. It girl. A true it girl. Angela, take note. Like the first one or something? Kind of, yeah. She, she was just one of the stars. She looks like Stevie Nicks, kind of. Mm-hmm. She like walks in with sunglasses. <clears throat> Liz is like, hi, good to see you. <laughs> She's like, it's so good to see you. And Eli's immediately like, oh. Yeah. And then p- cut to Maggie in the back stuffing envelopes. Maggie's just like sad and imprisoned She's in like, like, yeah. the back room on the couch. She was, of course, Jane Holzer walks in while I'm stamping envelopes eli makes her refill the dog bowl and she's like yeah she's like this is so awful and humiliating jane holzer goes to the back room to like introduce herself to maggie and jane's like really she seems really nice she's chill she doesn't have much to not be nice about she's like did you study art and she's like yeah i went to uh, maggie's like yeah i went to art school and she's like better than what me i i majored in boys yeah and then everyone laughs like uncomfortably for way too long. It was like three rounds of uncomfortable like laughing. Yeah. But then when Eli introduced Maggie, he goes, and then this is Maggie. <laughs> it's like Liz, like front and center, like it was front just desk intern. Really sad. And then Jane goes, come on out here to Maggie. Like come out and t- hang with out. me. And Maggie goes, I can't. And then she goes, okay. <laughs> yeah i was like maggie go out there yeah. come on she's like i can't i gotta stuff him can't i gotta stuff him she loved it yeah she likes playing the like victim role in front of jane she like jerked off to that later yeah she was like mm. <laughs> she's like that'll teach eli and then eli's like good job maggie and then maggie just starts whispering there she goes i can't oh my god i can't stand him for another second fucking stand for I can't stand this guy but i love that jane's like mm. come on out i can't i gotta stuff envelopes all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, Maggie. That's it. That's pretty much it. We have a lot to look forward to. I mean, I'm highlights of this episode were Amy's Dorian. Amy's Dorian monologue. I would love to perform that on stage. Maybe somewhere. we will. Maybe we will someday if I get a live show going. We're going to reenact that scene. I'll reenact that scene. I'll be Maggie. You be Maggie and I'll pin you against a wall and I'll recite. It was like cat on a hot tin roof or something. It was like truly Southern Gothic drama. It was. It was. Sharp objects. I don't need a man. I don't need a man to has a nice apartment. You can be a man from, from Harlem. He from be Harlem from to the Upper East Side. I don't need a man from Harlem. He can be from Central Park West. <laughs> I don't care as long as he gives me love. That's what I'm looking for. Do you know who I am? Do you even know who I am? And then she goes, Not really. No, I don't. 
I don't. I just, but I also, I think the darkest, that wasn't even the darkest moment of that. The no. darkest moment is when she goes, yeah, I like Eric. He has a nice apartment. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, Maggie. Maggie. So who is the darkest gallery girl to you at, at the moment? Maggie. Maggie. Liz, maybe. Mm, yeah. They're all. They all have their own God, burdens really... to bear. Amy's actually my favorite. Amy's my favorite gay icon <laughs> she is a true she is a gay icon she's like she wore a birkin and like a 50s <laughs> house dress to an art fair flounced around and goes boring boring <laughs> boring i need something i need something innovative and then and something like, fast because i got plans i tonight. got plans later i love that that's like <laughs> <laughs> i danced with the drag queen i kind of liked it <laughs> She's wild. Mag, er, no, Lisa Lampanelli could never. She could never. She wishes. <laughs> she studies gallery girls for material. Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> I never, like, people were always like, I remember when, oh my God, that's another story. That's another story for another time. <laughs> that sounds like, I'm corny tonight. <laughs> that's a story for another time. I don't that's have a story about Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> I just think I don't think she's funny. I've never (laughs) thought she was funny. She never super resonated with me, but I didn't hold it against her. No, me neither. Um, For a bonus episode, you can tune in to Patreon at patreon.com. It's not you don't tune in there. I don't know why I said that, but you can go to patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. And for $5 a month, you can get weekly bonus episodes and more. It's a really good investment. Why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't? There's actually no reason. $5 is nothing. Truths are told in the bonus. Truths are told. Things are revealed. Stories are shared. Why not? And like memories are made. May Paymon bless you. Yeah. And may Paymon bring you the money to... Hail Payman. Hail Payman. <laughs> I want Marco Martindale. And Dowd. And Dowd. I always get them confused. They, they were like... They're the same. Yeah. No, and Dowd should just show up in the middle of EOC <laughs> going, Hail Payman! In a nightgown with her all her hair down to her like fucking she ass. Goes, it's, it's amazing. I just have to share it with you. Coins. Co- you know the scene with the grandma on Hereditary who's like... Ah, like being showered in coins. Yeah, you see, you see Chantal. That's showered in coins. Can someone make a mock-up of Chantal, Chantal as the grandmother from Hereditary, as Queen Anne from Hereditary? Yeah, we need like a whole Hereditary. Queen Lee, sorry, the end of Hereditary scene, but with all the gallery girls. Oof, someone do order. that. Someone do it. Someone do it. I might have some. I- yeah. Shout out to the reader who sent us their email correspondence with the end of century God. girls. That's truly epic. That I love art. that you bought tie. I love that you. I love that you did think you were getting those free tights. I also just love hi Chantel. Hi Chantel. Hi Laura. Shady. Do you know how, how much did that stir up? Chantel, Chantel like, just put her fist. It was just her rats. fist, like that Arthur meme where yeah. her fist. That's all. That's like the most anger you can get out of little Chantal. Right now, <laughs> that was Chantal. It's um, Chantal. Anyway. Thank you for being my guest. As always, you're a delight Thank and you. a treasure. Thank you, and I love you. Love you too. 
<sighs> follow Carrie E. Cario. Follow me at Lars Marie and uh, Love and Light. And that's it. Bye. Bye.